0: Well, hey there folks, before we get into this episode, I wanna let you know that panel submissions are now open for CybeFest Northwest 2023. Wanna host a panel about something Transformers related? Have you always been looking for the perfect place to talk about the history of Transformers tableware? Or do dramatic readings of Aspector Vector Prime? If you love talking Transformers like I do, send us your panel submissions. Head over to cybefestnw.com to find the link to the panel submission form and I also want to remind you that registration for SideFest Northwest 2023 is now open. We are beyond thrilled to announce that this year will be the 10th annual SideFest Northwest Convention. SideFest Northwest 2023 will be held Saturday, July 8th at the Kent Commons Community Center in Kent, Washington, about 20 miles south of Seattle. Registration will be open for dealers and attendees from now through June 24th. After that, anyone who wishes to Attend will have to come as general admission. Now, the advantage to pre-registering is that it gets attendees entry to the show at 10 o'clock, as opposed to general admission at 11. Now, if you're a toy hunter, toy collector, this is a a toy-focused dealer show, uh, so you know the advantage of having that extra hour will give. Uh, that's where all the deals that are, and that's where all the good stuff is. And as a reminder, all dealers must pre-register. Now, our first week of registration has been fantastic. Uh, the the response from fans has uh, has been really encouraging. We're going to have a great show this year. Uh, in the coming weeks, we'll be reaching out to businesses in our local community and inviting them to sponsor CybeFest Northwest. Uh, something new we're doing this year for the 10th anniversary So do you know of a business that you think would be a good fit to sponsor SideFest Northwest? We'd love to hear your suggestions. And speaking of SideFest Northwest, I also want to let you know about a really fun community event that we'll be participating in happening this Saturday, February 25th. It's the Meeker Street Nerd Party in downtown Kent, not far from where we're having SideFest Northwest this year the culture of being a nerd is a culture of knowledge downtown kent is home to a number of cool nerd businesses that embrace this unique culture and aren't afraid to show it release your inner nerd the meeker street nerd party promotes downtown local small businesses by highlighting nerd culture in a street-wide event small businesses between second and fourth avenue on west meeker street will host local makers artists, and authors who specialize in nerd culture, science fiction, fantasy, horror, books, games, toys, and more. Now, here are some of the terrific businesses they will be participating in the Meeker Street Nerd Party, including our friends at the Retro Emporium. They're a vintage to modern pop culture shop specializing in vintage 80s and 90s collectibles and retro-themed goods. Uh, Page Turner Books is a nerd culture store offering sci-fi, fantasy, mystery, movies, video games, comics, and more, along with PTB Comics and Manga, specializing in comics, manga, graphic novels, and toys. Big Woo Fitness we Will be hosting C Lug, that's the Seattle based Lego brick enthusiast, and there are going to be several large and elaborate Lego uh, creations on display as well at that location, along with Sweet Themes Bakery. Now, this is really cool. Uh, sweet Themes Bakery is featuring sweet nerd themed treats and hosting the cosplay costume contest. Dress up as your favorite character and head over to Sweet Themes Bakery between 4 and 6 p.m. to enter the contest. Just show up and put your your contact info in. Winners will be announced at 6.15pm. Prizes will be awarded for best costumes in the following categories. Adult, child, under 10 years, and honorable mentions. Grand prizes are $100 gift cards and other great stuff as well. Pied Piper Pub will be offering nerd drink specials, and All Aglow Spa will be hosting artists and authors. And finally, our friends over at Grey Suns Tattoo will be hosting SideFest Northwest. That's where I will be, that's where my friends will be, that's where you can find us. Uh, A few other members of the SideFest Northwest organization team will be there we will be on site with a with a really cool Battle Across the Multiverse uh, display featuring various different iterations of the Transformers toys along with uh, some uh, art produced by some of our featured artists and we're going to be there to answer your questions about this year's CybeFest too. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a really good hang. Uh, the Meeker Street Nerd Party is hosted by Page Turner Books and will be held on Saturday, February 24th from 3 to 7 p.m. between second and fourth avenue on west meeker street in kent you can find more information at the kent downtown partnership website linked in the show notes we'd love to see you there we are so thankful to the pacific northwest transformers community for making sidefest northwest what it is and we know that this year will be the best one ever stay tuned to mike cyber radio for further updates and details about this year's activities but for now let's get on with today's podcast. Haven't seen it yet. A bear. and loves coke. Yeah. But you declared it the greatest movie of all time. The bear. It did cocaine. A bear did cocaine. It kind of seems like the thing that stays with the man forever. Cocaine bear. Rated R. Well, hey, welcome back to Mike Sybert Radio. I am your host, and today it's my review of Cocaine Bear, which hits theaters friday february 24th now i have a confession for you i have an affection for gimmick movies or movies that are intentionally meant to be memes you know i i watched snakes on a plane in the theater i saw the first sharknado i i even watched that later sharknado sequel uh the one where the offspring did uh the theme song that was kind of a riff on uh, the song song from uh gigantor uh point being I do have an appetite for this kind of stuff and I do occasionally enjoy a movie that's quote unquote so bad it's good. Now, I really haven't talked about it here on the podcast so much, but I've I've been genuinely excited for Cocaine Bear since the movie was announced back in March of 2021. I mean, obviously the the title is absurdly fun, and I remember back when the trailer dropped back in December, um I was I I was hooked immediately. You might you might have uh, uh, seen a video of me uh beforehand uh a reaction video chanting Cocaine Bear. Cocaine Bear. I'm ready. Um, and, and the feeling I had at the time, uh, especially after seeing like actual real actors like like Carrie Russell and and Margo Martindale, and of course the late great Ray Liotta in one of his last performances, I I felt like this was actually going to be a real movie aside from the joke concept. So here's um here's the deal with Cocaine Bear. Inspired by the 1985 true story of a drug runner's plane crash, missing cocaine, and the black bear that ate it, this wild, dark comedy finds an oddball group of cops, criminals, tourists, and teens converging in a Georgia forest where a 500-pound apex predator has ingested a staggering amount of cocaine and has gone on a coke-fueled rampage for more blow and blood. Cocaine Bear has got a taste for blow and for blood, uh, but as the um, as as the release date got closer for Cocaine Bear, that 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 trepidation was starting to set in a little bit, um, and I I had really kind of pushed in all my chips on this movie being good, and my expectations, while still reasonable, were still pretty high especially once the marketing machine uh got really cooking. I mean I mean their social media game is strong. The cocaine bear Twitter in particular is especially savage. Uh go give that a follow if uh, if you aren't already. Um they've they've got like Snapchat filters. I didn't even realize Snapchat was still a thing in 2023. Uh but there's also a a web browser-based eight-bit style video game where you can become the Cocaine Bear as you race to eat as many people as you can. I I mean uh, seriously, this uh this game is way more fun than it has any right to be. It's basically uh kind of a, a Pac-Man ripoff um where basically you use the arrow keys those are the only controls you use the arrow keys to just kind of move around once you you can turn but but those are those are the uh, you're in a maze and th- those are kind of the only controls you have Uh, But instead of like the dots and pellets like uh, Pac-Man is going after, uh, it's lines of cocaine. And instead of like the power pellets that makes uh, Pac-Man go faster, there are bricks of cocaine that give the cocaine bear super speed, uh, much like we actually see in the movie. I got to tell you, I spent like 10 minutes solid playing that game when I should have been working. In fact, at one point, I clocked three of my coworkers all playing the game around me. It is, uh, it is pretty darn addictive. Uh, but, uh, but back to the movie when, uh, when we got into the screening and I had the opportunity to attend a press screening through work and I'm, I am still blown away by the investment that Universal is dumping into this thing. Uh, it's uh, everything is just money. They're, they're spending Universal Pictures is spending a ton of money on this uh, major motion picture about a bear that ate cocaine. But um, but typically, when studios host press screenings or promo screenings, uh, th- there's usually like uh, before the movie starts because like you know it's not a traditional movie showing but usually like up on the screen they'll have something uh projected up there usually it's like the poster or some kind of like custom image um or or something up on the screen uh, you've probably seen me post uh these kinds of images before uh usually before uh, watching the movie um but those images are usually very stiff and very boring uh oftentimes it, it it isn't even like the poster it's just like the title of the movie uh warner brothers is especially bad about this like when we uh went to go see black adam it just says black adam where it's it's just basically um uh the title but um that was not the case with cocaine bear uh, So it's it's the image. It's the poster. It's you know, it's black and white, you know, kind of very negative space Sin City looking with like, you know, stark white letters, except for the stark white and blood red letters, you know, uh, contrasting there. Um, So it's already a striking poster image. But, um, something I had never seen before. the the image basically like comes to life. Like there's like there's like ambient sounds, um, there's audio, and even some animation. Like it startled me the first time it happens because basically, like' it's, I'm thinking it's a static image but then like the bear like roars to life and there's a slash across the screen and it's like oh the bear did cocaine <laughs> and uh and it was it was pretty funny but like i had never seen anything like that it was a uh, it was a really really neat touch that they didn't even have to do for the for this goofy uh promo screening um so my review kind of is is biased you know i uh, have been charmed by the novelty of Cocaine Bear, but for me, th- this movie rules. I had a blast with it. I got, I got every, I got everything out of it. I, I was looking for, you know. It, it's silly, it's fun, uh, but it's got some serious teeth as well. Um, I, I even got a little bit of a Cocaine Bear chant going right before the, before the show started. So it's like, you know, like the the promo image goes away, the house lights go out, and I'm like. Cokehead Bear, Cokehead Bear, and uh and like one guy in in the front row was like I could see him put his hands up. He's like Cokehead Bear, Coke. I'm like, all right, thanks, thanks, one guy. I, I I appreciate you, homie. Um, but that was uh uh th- that was a lot of fun. We we actually rolled in with like a deep deep crew for this screening. Uh, more so than uh than I've seen for a while. Uh there were at least a half dozen people from my work and my buddy Chandler came down as well and incidentally we had a terrific dinner at uh, at Thai Ginger beforehand. Uh if you are looking for authentic Thai food in downtown Seattle, go check out Thai Ginger in Pacific Place. Uh I I've I've heard on good authority from a retired squid that's been to Thailand a, a time or two, uh that the food is legit authentic and is uh is uh is really good. Uh but anyway, so so we watched the movie and it was it, it was it was a well attended screening. It was it was a packed house and as such the the crowd gets a little rowdy Um, there, you know, there was a lot of like laughs and thrills and chills. And, you know, I, I, I love going to promotion screenings for that very thing. It kind of recaptures some of that, like opening night feeling uh, that I used to have when I was younger, when I would, when I would like go to movies, like on opening day and things like that, you know, kind of like that, that vibe and energy of not just seeing movies with people, but seeing movies with like a lot of people and a lot of people that want to be there. Um, it is, it is really a, uh, it's, it's a cool palpable energy, but I'll tell you a a random quick story because you know, it's like in these rowdy screenings that there, there's a certain bit of din and chit chat that that's kind of acceptable. Um, I kind of fell into that with, uh, with my friends as well. Um, like like at one point I, I I leaned over into Chandler uh one of the folks one of the folks in this movie is uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr. Uh, Ice Cube son and I was like that's Cube son right because uh, I I couldn't remember off the top of my head so stuff like that is acceptable but like so the thing with these these advance screenings is that like cell phones are um, not just uh, prohibited but like uh, especially uh, verboten because, you know, the, the studio doesn't want you like taking pictures or taking video, or, you know, I, I don't know if there's a, a market for bootleg, uh, cocaine bears, grainy cell phone video, but there there was a, there was a guy in the front row, very front row. So the entire theater could, uh, see him and he had his phone on and up to where you could see the glow of the screen and, and, and Um, I, I kid you not there, there, there was, uh, there was this guy and I was in the press section. So like, this is like a member of the media and or press. I don't know who they were. I didn't get a good look, but, um, they, uh, they were like three or four seats away from me and like suddenly out of nowhere, I hear this, Hey front row, turn your fucking phone off. And it, uh, it startled the hell out of me. Like, I mean, it was piercingly loud. And my, uh, my buddy turns to me and just looks at me like, like terrified. Um, like, you know, he had just had like the, 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 the ghost, uh, scared out of him. Turns out what, what upset my buddy so much is that there was someone in the, um, handicap section in a motorized wheelchair. And there, there was like an led display on the side of, their their chair that was very bright and colorful uh not unlike how a cell phone would look and and he's like i'm like he's like i i think i think i think it's the wheelchair i was like no dude look look the guy in the front row and the reps from the promotion company just happened to be sitting in the in the seats directly in front of us and um whoa that girl moves fast it uh, I mean, like she, she got up with like the quickness and, um, I, I couldn't tell if that person got thrown out, but it wouldn't surprise me if they did, because I mean, again, they, they, um, they don't mess around. Uh, but anyway, that, that was, uh, that was, that was just like one little bit of, uh, uh, rowdiness, but, uh, but again, great crowd. Um, and, and was pretty fun and lively, uh, during the screening. So, so the movie, the movie happens. Uh, we we got to see the Ballad of the Cocaine Bear. We got out of the screening, and I have talked about this uh, so many times before, but the the ritual of these promotion press screenings that I get to go to is you get to go find the nice lady with the clipboard and tell them what you thought. Now, this was kind of funny because it, it was, it was a little different this time around because I had been in correspondence with our friends at the promotion company. Um, like, you know, I, I had sent them the, this, this, uh, this video, uh, that I that I did kind of uh, uh, for work uh, where I was chanting Cocaine Bear and we did like a trailer reaction. Um, so even the reps knew that I was all in on Cocaine Bear. Uh, but it, but it was too funny because I think all of my friends were kind of waiting to hear what I had to say. Also, since I haven't been able to to shut up about this movie for for the last couple months, and it reminded me. Uh, back in 2005 when uh Star Wars episode 3 uh The Revenge of the Sith uh came out uh we were vacationing in uh Disney World uh down in Orlando, Florida home of TFCon uh 2022 <laughs> um, uh but anyway I uh we did this whole family outing where there was like a dozen of us and we went to go see the Star Wars movie and uh we we come out of it and like my entire family is kind of like in this semicircle just waiting for me to uh give my my thoughts and review of the movie and i you know i kind of felt like moses for a second you know just like you know passing down the the wisdom uh from from on high I had a had a very similar feeling with my friends uh after um after cocaine bear but what i told uh the rep the the nice lady with the clipboard is that this movie is better than its gimmick. You know it's it's a gimmick movie, you know, you sharknado, snakes on a plane, that 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 kind of thing. Um but despite the gimmick and the joke uh premise, I think it's actually a solid movie. It's uh it's a bloody good time. Um I had a lot of fun with it. Uh but uh it, it, it's it's also a well-crafted thrill ride but the the thing is it, it does not skimp on the gore um it's also uh surprisingly heartfelt and occasionally earnest in in spots had a had way more heart and uh, and tenderness at, at times than i would have expected from a cocaine bear um uh, but i i got to i can't underscore enough Th- this movie is horrifically violent delightfully so um and there are uh, the cast is just deep enough where you've got just enough dead meats in in the cast to ensure that you get a satisfactory body count. Uh, this movie actually has a lot a lot more slasher movie DNA in it than than I would have expected. Like it's genre wise it, it's it's classified as either like a dark comedy or a action comedy that seems to be where, where they're trying to categorize this where, uh, I mean, again, there, there is a, there is a lot of, uh, comedy and humor to it. And there is some legit fun, thrilling action, but I think they're almost making mistake by staying away from horror classification, because I mean, again, it, it's, it doesn't skimp on the gore i mean you got like rolling heads and severed limbs and and buckets of blood uh uh for days and it's um it's it's pretty neat i i i liked that texture and i like that texture because it was kind of unexpected cuz you don't necessarily get that as much in the trailers the the trailers is more about like oh the bear did cocaine and like you know how crazy is it and then it's like oh wait a sec not only does the bear like cocaine but it also likes blood as as well um so yeah it's it is kind of an interesting dichotomy but yeah i think i think fans of like horror slasher uh genre would be into this as well uh so much so that i i would actually really like to see uh elizabeth banks the the director of the movie uh take on a more traditional slasher like like a jason or a michael myers or or something like that because she brings a lot of those sensibilities to this goofy cocaine bear movie um the movie as i as I said kind of has uh inky black dark comedy to it and it's it's occasionally very funny um but it it's not it's not a laugh riot so i think maybe even even comedy might be overselling it it's more like in that that scene in pulp fiction where you know uh, john travolta accidentally blows that dude's head off in the uh, in the in the back of the car there um so it's a lot of stuff like that um i i laughed a lot i chuckled a lot um but yeah, it's it's the the humor and jokes are a little different. Um, as I said, the screening was packed and the crowd was pretty rowdy, and uh, that that's usually that's usually a good sign when folks are into it. Uh, contrast that than the screening I went to for Ant Man and the Wasp colon Quantum where basically it was it was almost like a like a funeral. Uh, you know, very very uh, understated. Uh, But yeah, this is a, this crowd was way more animated and again, it's, it's a lot of fun if you're into this kind of stuff. So if, you know, dark comedy and outrageous violence, aren't your jam uh, this, uh, this might not be for you, but, uh, but the performances are solid for the most part. And for the most part, the cast seems to know what movie they're in. There are occasional uh, tonal clashes where it's like, what what movie do you think you're in? Do you think you're in a real movie or do you think you're in Cocaine Bear? Um, O'Shea Jackson uh, Jr. in particular was really good. Um and the kid actors there there's uh there's two uh young uh preteens a uh, a boy and a girl and they they're surprisingly good as well. Um child actors tend to be pretty annoying but these uh, uh especially when they're they're kind of meant to do like grown-up things like swearing like you've seen in the trailer. Um but for me it it's not it's not over the top and it's not not too much. Uh the soundtrack was also really good. Uh, solid uh solid needle drops and it feels like this movie's thirty five million dollar budget was split in half between special effect shots for the titular cocaine bear and the soundtrack and song licensing again tons of needle drops lots of production value here um, and the score rocks um, as well a very synth heavy orchestral rock band blend very 1985 and it really feels like something vince DiCola or voyager 3 would do uh, but for me the real standout here is the directing by elizabeth banks i I've, I've never seen pitch perfect 2 and like everyone else i skipped that 2019 charlie's angels reboot but after digging on cocaine bear so much uh not only am i excited to see what she does next but i might actually have to go back and give those other two movies a day in court um uh, because i i really do like her directing style and sensibilities um i i I'd, I'd really like to see her stick with genre stuff uh because i i i think she has um a really cool uh narrative eye for uh for this kind of stuff now Obviously, the, the film does take some liberties with the with the actual story. You know, it says inspired by true events, but most notably, of course, is the real life cocaine bear is not known to have actually killed anyone after consuming uh, the, the cocaine. But but the basic premise of the story is a real story that actually happened so on september 11th 1985 a former narcotics officer and turned drug smuggler andrew c thornton ii was trafficking cocaine from columbia into the united states now after dropping off a shipment in georgia uh thornton and an accomplice departed in an autopiloted cessna Along the way, the pair dropped a load of 40 plastic containers of cocaine into the wilderness before abandoning the plane above Tennessee. Uh, Thornton was killed instantly in the evacuation when his parachute failed to open. According to the FBI, Thornton dumped his cargo due to the weight being too heavy for the plane. On December 23rd of that same year, 1985, the Georgia Bureau of Investigation reported finding a black bear that had died that had eaten the cocaine from those containers. The total amount of cocaine eaten was 75 pounds or 34 kilos valued at about $2 million. The chief medical examiner from the Georgia State Crime Lab, uh, Dr. Kenneth Alonzo, stated that its stomach was quote-unquote literally packed to the brim with cocaine. So basically the the bear eats cocaine and dies. We don't know uh, what happened between when the bear ate the cocaine and when it actually died. Um, and that's kind of where where the movie kind of uh, um, picks up from. That That's kind of its jumping on point. This is what happened when, when the bear ate the cocaine. Uh, but uh, Dr. Alonzo did not want to waste the body of the bear, so he ended up having it taxidermied and gave it to the Chattahoochee River National Recreation Area. However, the bear ended up getting lost for some time until it emerged again in a pawn shop. Country music singer Waylon Jennings bought the bear and it eventually made its way to the Kentucky for Kentucky Fun Mall in Lexington, Kentucky, where it remains to this day. So you can go to the Kentucky Fun, Fun Mall in Lexington and see Pablo Escobar for yourself and in this uh picture I'm looking at he he's wearing an adorable blue hat with the letter K on it presumably for cocaine um and it's uh you know and and I'm looking at this picture more and it's actually a pretty decent likeness for the titular cocaine bear that we see on screen Um, I I would also say that the special effects on the bear are pretty good for the most part. There is some hinky CGI in parts, uh, but there's also a lot of great puppet work, too. So it doesn't feel too cheap. But yeah, there's entire chunks where... The Cocaine Bear is a is a computer generated uh, creature, but again, great puppet work as well. So the, they kind of they kind of do a little bit of both. Um, I I I would also tell you that there is a brief mid credit scene. Um, I don't know if there's a post credit scene or not, since uh since we didn't stay through uh to the end. Um, but there you go. I mean, I mean, there there is Cocaine Bear. It is a recommend from me. Uh, it is predicted to bring in between fifteen and seventeen million dollars over the weekend, and I think this could be a surprise hit. And I'm gonna go out on a limb, stick my neck out there, and say if you had a choice between seeing Ant-Man in the Wasp, Quantumania and Cocaine Bear. I'd actually say go see the cocaine bear instead. Um I think you'll have more fun with it. And unlike Snakes on a Plane or Sharknado, Cocaine Bear is an actual movie. Now, granted, it's it's occasionally uh, uh uneven and and doesn't exactly know what uh, uh what the tone is, but it is a major motion picture from Universal Studios. So how about that? and um and we'll leave it there for now that will wrap things up for this episode of mike Cybert radio thank you for being my friend and for hanging out and listening and don't miss the brand new podcast i'm hosting with michael andrews two mikes two furious animated transformers where we're watching and discussing transformers animated It's a a show I'm watching for the first time for this project, and he's a a serial repeat viewer. Uh, It's a lot of fun. Uh, We're two episodes in already. Episode three will be out next week. Don't forget to check out CybeFestNorthwest.com for the latest on CybeFest Northwest, our unofficial Transformers convention here in the Pacific Northwest, returning for our historic 10th year. uh, That's happening on July 8th at the Kent Commons Community Center in Kent, Washington. And speaking of CybeFest Northwest, this Saturday, February 24th, Come down and meet me along with other members of the Best Northwest organization team. We are going to be posted up at Gray Suns Tattoo as part of the Meeker Street Nerd Party from 3 to 6 p.m. between 2nd and 4th Avenue on West Meeker Street in downtown Kent. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for me. My name is Mike. This has been Mike Cyber Radio. And until next time, get in line, secure the bag, and make good choices. Mike Seibert Radio is recorded in Seattle, Washington. Our original theme song is written and performed by Lucia Fasano. Get her music on all streaming platforms like Spotify and Apple Music, and you can check out her Instagram at Lucia underscore Fasano. Our closing theme is a nice place to visit by these young fools, used with permission from Michael Geisler. For more like it, check out Michael's website, buytormusic.com. And special thanks to Andy Lita for our logos and graphic design. He is at GoGoAndyRobo on Twitter. Become a Mike Cybertronian and join the MSRP Friends and Fans Facebook group. And you can follow me on social media at Mike Cybert Radio on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And check out my YouTube channel for even more videos and subscribe so you never miss a show. Want to be a guest on the show? Send me an email, MikeCybertRadio at gmail.com. Genre-wise, it's either like a dark comedy or an action comedy. I'm doing a thing. Go away. Talk to me later. You prick. Uh, same with like uh, a Matrix resurrection. Matrix resurrections. It. Matrix resurrections. Okay, well, now I'm gonna have to take this part out.